The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. What are the terms and conditions of forgiveness in our relations with others? What about bitterness? Is it okay to hold things against others who have not repented? Some really good questions to form our topic of discussion today on Grace in Focus. Thank you for joining us. This is the radio broadcast and podcast ministry of the Grace Evangelical Society. We're located in North Texas, and you can find out more about us at faithalone.org. You'll also find our daily blogs at that location, as well as thousands of articles that we've written. That's faithalone.org. Now with today's question and answer discussion, here are Bob Wilkin and Ken Yates. It's a question sent in by Steve. And in this question, what he mentions is that his father was not a good father uh, and is still not a good father, abandoned him and will have nothing to do with him. Even though Steve reached out to him and tried to get to know him. After when he turned, after he was 35 years old, he reached, you know, tried to track him down. And when he does, his dad still doesn't want anything to do with him. Wow. And his question is that he realizes that forgiveness is not optional, but why is it so hard to forgive? That's that's the question. And the way to look at this is, as we discussed, it, Steve has in, in mind here where Jesus says, if your brother sins against you, forgive him. Right. Even if it's what 70 times seven. But the problem here with Steve's question is that he's equating forgiveness with, well, when he says that forgiveness is not optional, he seems to imply that we forgive whether the person who has wronged us repents, asks us to forgive them, comes and says, hey, I'm sorry, whatever the case may be, that we forgive somebody no matter what. And the question is, is that correct? And in the Bible passages that Jesus talks about forgiving, for example, do you have one there? Yeah, Uh, Luke 17, verses 3 and 4, Take heed to yourselves if your brother sins against you. Rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. Well, there's forgiveness. And if he sins against you seven times in a day, and seven times in a day returns to you, saying, I repent, you shall forgive him. So here... Forgiveness uh, is commanded, but there is a condition, although Steve sounds like there's no condition. Yes. He's like, I know that I, because his father here is obviously not coming to him and say, forgive me. His father is not repenting. His father is. And so Steve says, well, even though he doesn't do that. I'm obligated. Or his words, it's not optional. But as these verses that Bob read show us. There's conditions that have to be met before that forgiveness is given. Right. Now, it may be what Steve means is we are obligated to let go of our bitterness. Right. We're not to go around and let the sun go down on our wrath. We're not to be perpetually angry and bitter and hostile because that just eats us up and that's not what God wants. But forget, that's not the same as forgiveness. You don't have to be bitter even if you don't forgive someone. And the other thing about forgiveness is 
Forgiveness results in a relationship, a restored relationship. So a person has wronged me, our uh, relationship is it's it's uh, it's broken. And the forgiveness... Well, like we say in marriage, it's strange. Sure. And so forgiveness is, I want us to be in fellowship together. Well, in, in this case that Steve is mentioning, there is no relationship. He would like to have one. He would. But his father doesn't. And so there is no relationship. So there is no relationship to be restored. There is no relationship that, okay, before we were in fellowship and now we're estranged. That's not the issue. And that's what forgiveness does. And I'll also, we see the same thing in Matthew 18. In Matthew 18, verse 15, moreover, if your brother sins against you, go and tell him. Now notice, you just don't forgive. You want to go rectify this situation. So you go to him and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he hears you, and obviously what that means he is repents, yeah. he repents. He goes, yes, you're right. I did you wrong. I, uh, you're right. Uh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Jesus says, if he hears you, you have gained your brother. And even there, he's not saying, oh, he's saved again. What he means is the relationship is restored. Or the fellowship. The fellowship restored, yeah. right. And but these are two believers because he's talking about a brother. Right. Right. And you could have a situation where an unbeliever... Uh, Steve doesn't tell us whether his father is a believer or an unbeliever, but you could have a situation where an unbeliever sins against you. And I think the same basic principle would apply in that if the person is repentant, then you're forgiving them. But, yeah, I think it's important to recognize the difference between forgiving and forgetting. Right. I think that Steve has the idea that he should kind of forget all the past and didn't you tell me you were at a conference yes. a ways back and you heard an interesting illustration that you felt was flawed, even though, if I remember what you said, the audience really ate it up and thought it was a wonderful, moving illustration. Yeah, and this illustration, I think, reflects kind of like where I think Steve is coming from. And the illustration was based upon a true story. It's coming. It'll be here before you know it. What am I talking about? The Grace Evangelical Society's National Conference 2024. It will take place May the 20th through the 23rd at Camp Copus, an absolutely beautiful campground in North Texas, right on the lake with lots of recreation, great food, a great place to stay, wonderful fellowship, and wonderful free grace Bible teaching. Information and online registration now at faithalone.org slash events. Come and join us, faithalone.org slash events. Yeah, and this illustration, I think, reflects kind of like where I think Steve is coming from. And the illustration was this, based upon a true story. The speaker said that there was a young woman in high school, and she had been sexually molested by her father. And this had been going on for a number of years. It was found out, I guess she was feeling sick or something, and and the school nurse finds out. And the father is, he admits it. Now, the speaker did not go into what happened to the father legally and all that. Whether he went to jail. We don't know. That was not part of the story. But the important part of the story, as far as this discussion is concerned, is that the daughter forgave her dad. And not only her daughter, the mother forgave the father, you know, in other words, the spouse, the spouse spouse of it. And now this has been years ago. The father 
babysits the daughter's children, his grandkids. And he's also counsels other couples who are having marriage problems. So he's counseling young women and young men who are coming for marriage advice. And the point of the whole story was this is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness is it's as if it never happened. And this seems to be what Steve is reflecting. You know, like, okay, my dad abandoned me. He didn't do anything for me. He doesn't want anything to do with me, but I'm just supposed to look at him as if he did nothing wrong, ever wrong. No wonder Steve finds that hard to do. Right. (laughs) Because, okay, let's look at it legally. You're pastoring a church in South Carolina, and let's say a registered sex offender came to your church. Would you let that person be around children, small children in your church. No, that came up in a Zoom class of mine recently, and I would say no. In fact, you're legally obligated to not allow them unsupervised around children. In fact, they shouldn't be around children at all unless, like, they're passing them in the hallway or whatever, but they're not going to be teaching a children's class, and they're sure not going to be babysitting people in your church, right? Right. In fact, I would say, this may be a little controversial, I would say it would be sinful to let him do it because I am putting children at danger. And particularly if I don't let the parents in the church know, because, okay, I'm supposed to treat as if this never happened. So I'm not going to tell parents they don't have a right to know that the person who is taking care of their children has been convicted or has done this thing to another child? Yeah, and a lot of people show that pedophiles, and it seems to me incest is a, a form of being a pedophile, are repeat offenders. And that doesn't mean always they always repeat offenders, but I would say the daughter should forgive her dad, sure, but that doesn't mean you're going to let him babysit the kids. I would think he's lost that right. Sure. Because what happens if he babysits the kids and... He commits incest with one of the grandkids. Isn't the mom responsible for that because she allowed it? Can I take this even a step further? I think the man himself should insist upon that, that I cannot be around that. Exactly, right? Right. If, If I had a proclivity, for example, to alcohol, if I'm around people... I would hope that I would say, okay, I don't want to be around alcohol, and I wouldn't want other people to put the alcohol out there in front of me. Right. Even if I say, listen, uh, it's been 10 years since I've drank or whatever, whatever, you know, but I know I have a proclivity to that, then I would say, yes, and I, and I don't want to put myself in that. And if the guy who's guilty of this and he's done this, shouldn't he want other parents to be at ease? And he should be the one saying, I never will be around children alone. Right. It seems to me he should be taking that position. And it seems to me his daughter is completely loving by not letting him be unsupervised around her kids. Sounds like you're saying it's irresponsible to allow him to do that. And I would agree. And the point is you can forgive, but that doesn't mean it's as if it never happened or that there's no consequences. And we can think of a million examples where there would be consequences. I know many cases of pastors who had affairs with women in their church and they were fired and they were not allowed back as pastor. Now they were forgiven. If the pastors repented, then they were forgiven. 
but they weren't allowed back because the elders said, you have broken this trust. In the same way, I have a friend, someone stole $50,000 from his travel agency. Well, he forgave the person, didn't even send her to jail. But she lost her job, and she was never going to get it back, and she was never going to get a good reference. And she wasn't going to be placed in charge of the petty cash in the office. That's right. (laughs) You know, someone has been stealing your money. So the fact that you've forgiven someone doesn't mean there aren't consequences. David was forgiven by God, and if you read 2 Samuel chapters 12 through 24, there were a whole series of negative consequences. And Mark on the first missionary journey, abandoned them. On the second missionary journey, I'm sure Paul forgave him, but he said, he's not coming with us on the second missionary journey. So there was consequences for that. Well, Steve, I think that was a great question. I hope you were encouraged. And Ken, I think this raises some questions that we need to talk about more in the next session. So why don't we continue talking about forgiveness on the next show? I think it's a great idea. And in the meantime, keep keep grace in focus. Would you be interested in some free ebooks on topics you hear on this program? Well, if you are, you need to come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. We would love to hear from you. Maybe you've got a question, comment, or some feedback. If you do, please don't hesitate to send us a message. Here's our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. And when you do, very important, please let us know your radio station call letters and the city of your location. On our next episode, we continue this discussion about forgiveness and the consequences for sin and Jesus' example to us. Please join us. And until then, let's keep grace in focus. The proceeding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.